Are you on track? Are you off track? Do you even know? Well, we meet with people each and every week that think they are on track, but because of a few things going awry, they are slowly meandering off and getting closer to being derailed. But we don't want that for you. And we have five quick pro ninja tips to help make sure you are on track and that you stay that way. That's coming up right now. Are you ready? It's the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Nick Royer here, and I'm with uh, Dad in the studio. Dad, welcome today. I'm glad to be here, Nick. Well, you know, I was. Um, we just did a CBS interview. Um, on this topic, and I, I, I thought this would be, you know, really key because the, the, you know, as people are trying to save for retirement, what ends up happening is I, I think a lot of what we talk about is for people between the ages of fifty-five to seventy, they're in that what we call the retirees red zone, mm-hmm. right? A lot of what we talk about is that because we're trying to help people get to and through retirement, and unfortunately, there's a lot of problems that I think people have almost bad things that have happened, maybe financial mistakes that have happened early on um, when they're in their 20s, 30s, and 40s that we're having to unwind by the time they're 55, 60, and 65. And so what I thought today, and this is what I was talking about on CBS, is what were the five tips to get back on track so you're on track by the time you get to your retirement age, not having to get to retirement age, and then have to unwind all those bad things that have happened in the past, right? And so we talked about uh, five of these, and we're, this is what we'll, we'll go over on the show today. But before we do that, don't forget, we have uh, over 90, I think this is a podcast 97 or something like that, and we have a whole bunch of podcasts here, so don't forget to, uh, to subscribe. You can uh, do that on your smartphone uh, using whatever uh, podcast service that you like, and you can just go there and search for On the Money of Jerry and Nick Royer. Uh, and you can subscribe in that. That way, every time that we have a podcast, your phone will ding, ding, and here you go. Here's our brand new podcast. And again, <laughs> we're on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, all those different ones. And you can also go to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com for additional information on that. But again, let, let's go over these five tips, Dad. All right. Um, and, and the first one, and, and the whole reason for this coming up, is really because financial problems can damage emotion. Oh, you bet. They, you know, what, what I remember. A lot of marriages have failed because of that. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I, um, I was cleaning up my office the other day, my home office the other day, and I ran into my planning, my planner, my day planner from the year I got married, which was 2003. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, wow, how'd, this, how'd I find this? So I opened it up and I had the calendar. For June of when I got married, June of 2003, when I got married, I had the whole thing laid up. And I kind of started flipping through it. Here is my certificate for the engaged encounter that I went through with my wife, Kim. And I keep going through it. And I, all of a sudden, I ran into this five-page. Um, it was the five-page report. It was the compatibility report that the church made my wife and I take. And, and we scored an 83 out of 100, which at the time, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. So again, going back, this has been like 17, 18 years now that so we've taken this compatibility right, right? test. Yeah. But one of but there was a whole section, there was like 10 questions on finances 
what would you do if this was the case? What is your feeling on debt? What is your feeling on investing? It, was, it had all these questions that related to finances. And I started just looking at some of those questions and I thought to myself, wow. I wonder, was that the birth of the 35 point checklist? Maybe back then, you right? Know? That was an, that was a hundred point question. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I need to make it a hundred point financial. No, nobody would ever ask for that. If they knew, <laughs> if they knew that the 35 point checklist had, had become the 100 point group 10 financial uh, checklist, people would be like, ah, that's too difficult. I'm not going to do that <laughs> at all. So that's why we'll keep it at 35. We'll keep it at 35. But again, going back to that, you know, the, the thing is, is finances was part of that. And for a reason, a big reason, because financial problems can ruin families, it can ruin marriages. And so there's five tips, I think, uh, the, to make sure that you are on track. So by the time you get to retirement, you're okay. You're not having to worry about mm-hmm. it as much. And one thing that I'll say is you got you to gotta know your budget. All right. I, I've, people have heard me say that before, but you need to know your budget. You need to know where every penny is going. And when I say that, I really, truly mean that. You need to know where every penny goes. You take your wallet. Say you got 200 bucks in your wallet. You've got to know where that money's going. Right. Well, and, <laughs> or you're going to have an empty wallet. Right? I think in the past, it was a lot easier to know where everything was going because it was in, you were paying cash. Now, if you think about it, you have so much money that's just leaving your pocket that you don't even know about. You have subscriptions that, that charge you every month. You have memberships that charge you every month. You mm-hmm. have all these, right? If you think of my iTunes, I get a $7 bill. I don't even think about it. It's like, oh, well, you know, every month I have this $7 bill. And then I get a $53 bill, uh, you know, every month it's on iTunes. And then I start thinking, I wonder what that is because I think it's valid. It's iTunes. Mm. I must have, I must have, you know, approved something. That's why I'm getting that bill. Well, and I get I, one from Apple and it comes up 99 cents. Yeah, it's probably I have no idea what it is. Some but membership, every, but that's twelve but bucks a year, right? It's twelve dollars a year, but some of these can be bigger. So if you think twelve dollars a year, what if you did ten of those? Yeah, right. You got one hundred and twenty dollars going out a month or a year to something, and you don't know. And the thing is, I don't know until I start looking into it to figure out what that is. So um, there are so many places I think now more than in the past that people can bleed money and just not know that they're bleeding the money. And it all adds up. And what I found when I started looking at some of these iTunes things I was paying for, I was paying for stuff that, that was for when my kids were like three and four years old. Now, if you don't know, if you haven't listened long enough, my son is 14. My daughter is eight. But I was paying for a preschool kids program <laughs> at $4 a month. And still, pay- <laughs> and still paying for it for preschool. It was an app that I had gotten for Abby for when she was in preschool. And then I had another one for Bradley that showed up for fifth grade. It was something we had chart, we had done for over the summer that was fifth and sixth grade um, math. And we were paying for it. And these are two things I was still paying for. So you got to know where things are going. And like you said, know every penny, know what your budget is. But don't just stop there. Another thing I'm going to throw out here is you got to know your net worth. Explain that. A lot of people think a net worth, well, you know, I, I owe X amount of dollars on my home. So if I take that off, here's my net worth. And that's not the way you I mean, that is part of it. I mean, your net worth, you take your assets, right? You, so that, How much have I got in your 401k in your bank, right? Whatever you've got saved in your checking account, add that all up and then subtract everything that you owe, right? And then you have to see, am I positive? 
or am I negative? You know, but the best way to do it is is take everything that you have liquid that you can get your hands on, and how much do you owe for cars, cell phones, all this money that you owe? Just like I I got a, an expiration from Verizon on a jetpack, which is like a Wi-Fi. All right, and it kept every time I'd plug it in to use it when I'm in the car or whatever, give me you know a, a hot spot, it get hot. Hot spot. I figured, what well, must get hot. So they sent me a letter, and they did a recall on these buggers. Well, I have a year remaining on this two-year contract. And I said, well, seeing as this thing heated up and I'm not using it, can I get out of it? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no. you know? So they're going to send me a new one, but here's but the key. They're going to send me a box. They said it could get anywhere from uh, five to ten business days, so figure that's two weeks, right? And then I send that back to them, and then eight more weeks, they'll send me a new one to replace it. So here I am paying for something for the next three months, and I'm not going to have anything to use. This kind of. Yeah. I, and, but we get into these things, and we need to really check into that. And so if you just went on Google and you just typed in what net worth is, what you'd find is that net worth, the definition, is the amount in which your assets exceed your liability. All right. And so I think yeah. a, a lot of people, they think, well, I have a house. Well, that is part of it. Um, but I look but at, if you have a $300,000 house and you owe $200,000 on it, you've you only got have $100,000 of net worth. Right. 200000 is actually not yours, although you live in the house. But then you take all your other stuff, too, your credit cards, you take all that stuff, you add it up, and you figure out what your net worth is, the amount that you're in the positive. And so the whole purpose of doing this, of knowing what your budget is and knowing what your net worth is, is so that you can know where you stand right now. A lot of people have no idea where they stand right now, and that can cause a problem. Another thing, too, again, five tips to get on the right track. You got to know your budget. You got to know your net worth. And again, if you don't know how to do your net worth, just go on Google. You could type in net worth worksheet, I'm sure. And it will probably print off, you know, give you something that you could print off to where you could figure out what your net worth is. But another thing I'm going to say here is don't have revolving credit. Um, mm. That term, okay, is, is not just credit. I'm saying revolving credit. Um, revolving credit is the credit that is there every month. It just keeps, it, it's, the, it's the credit, you, the debt that is there every month that you're having to pay on. And what ends up happening is there's a term out there. Who was it? Was it Einstein who said that compounding was the seventh wonder of the world or something? Mm -hmm. Was that Compound Einstein? interest. Compound interest. Right. And so we're used to compound interest. That's a great thing, right? Because, um, But on a credit card, it's killing you. Right. So compound interest <laughs> right. is great on if you invest money because, hey, if right. I put $100,000 in and I'm earning interest on that, and let's say I earned 8% and my $100,000 now worth 108000 if I earn another 8% next year, I'm earning 8% not on the 100000 I put in, not just on the, but you're earning it on the new amount, the $108,000 that it grew to. So you're earning interest on your interest. That's a great thing. And the thing is, is look at your credit card statements. If you have a revolving, uh, you know, charge where you owe something on a credit card, now they have to put on your credit card statement that if you make the minimum payment, It'll show you if you continued making the minimum payment with no new charges, it will be paid off in 
20, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah really. a lot of years. But now um, they're putting that on the statements to tell folks. So, so and, read and, those. And so compound interest works awful, like you said, for revolving credit because you have interest on the money that you spent on whatever item you bought, and then you've got interest on the interest that, that, that you've had all along the way. By the time you get it paid for, you got to replace right. it. Right, and so yeah. sometimes you, the, the minimum payment isn't even paying the interest that is accruing on the stuff that you paid off. So you end up going never down, but you actually end up going up. So cut out everything until you pay off your debt, especially if it's revolving credit. Cut out of everything that you're doing so you can get that revolving credit paid for. That's a third tip. Nick Royer here. Sorry to interrupt, but we'll be getting right back to the podcast in just a second. I wanted to tell you about something that we've put together that can really help you figure out if you are on track for a solid retirement or not. It's our On The Money 35-point retirement checklist. If you're like most of our clients, well, you want to retire with confidence knowing that you won't make any mistakes that could derail your retirement plans. But how do you do that? Most people aren't 100% sure that they even have all the right pieces in the right place in their financial puzzle. But this checklist can help you get on track. Here's how it works. You get the checklist, which we send directly to your mailbox for free. There's no cost at all. We print it, we put the stamp on it, and we even mail it to you. Then you spend about 10 minutes checking off as many of those 35 boxes that you can. Your goal is to check mark off all 35 boxes. If you can, then you are on track. If not, well, then you'll know exactly what you're missing and what needs to be fixed so that you don't have to hit a potential retirement landmine. So take our checklist challenge. It's free. And all you have to do is text the word checklist to 800-691-3372. That's it. All you have to do is text the word checklist. That's C-H-E-C-K-L-I-S-T. That's checklist to 800-691-3372. And the checklist will show up in your mailbox in a matter of a few short days. Good luck and may the odds ever be in your favor. Now back to the show. Fourth ones, increase your income if you can. Okay, that's a key, but don't increase your lifestyle. Think about that. Right? Um, okay, right? so hold on a second. Hold on a second. You said increase your income, but hold on. I'm making more money now. I should be able to upgrade to the penthouse suite at the mm-hmm. hotel instead of, you know, I, I, hold on, I can go first class instead of coach because I don't like coach anymore with COVID. You know, I, I kind of want to spread out a little bit and I, I got my raise. But what ends up happening when you do that? If you increased your income, it's gone if you spent it. And now if you it, spent right? it, you're yeah. not getting out, getting ahead. No, you're not. And the key there would be to move right down uh, to our fifth one, and that is once you get out of debt, once you get, let's say you increase your income, you've reduced those credit cards to zero, now start paying yourself 10% a month. Take that off. Just think, you've been comfortable paying 18, 20, 22% interest on these credit cards. Don't you think you're entitled to 10%? And just make it automatic. So yeah. if you know that you're getting paid on the first of the month, just make it sure that on the second of the month, a brokerage account or wherever you're saving money is automatically taking in. money. So you never see it. If you don't see it, then you don't spend it. It's not there to spend. And another thing too, you had said earlier, it, you know, work to increase your income. Maybe that's another job, whatever it is. Maybe do something that you can do to increase your income. You can income. increase your income by reducing taxes. That's another way you could do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's money in, 
but uh, you know less out. Yep. Uh, more you get to keep in your pocket. But if you can increase your income, but you don't increase your lifestyle, that means you're able to save more. And so as you move through your working years, the more income that you make, increase the amount of money that you're saving. Don't just say, well, you, you know, I've been saving $10,000 a year for the last 20 years. Well, why haven't you increased that $10,000 every year that you made a, a bump? Well, I didn't know I had to. And so what I'm saying is, you know, if you made X amount of dollars at 25 and you save 10% of that, by the time you're 35 and you're earning more, you should be able to save more, increase that savings amount so that as time goes on, you're actually saving more and more. And, more. and so these are five, I think, five gold tips. Key, yeah. You know, here. Yeah, is, is again, um, five things here. You got to know your budget. You got to know where every penny is going. You got to know your net worth. Is it positive? Is it negative? What is that telling you? Don't have any revolving credit. Try and get out of that. Try and cut everything else out until that revolving credit's gone. If you can increase your income, do so, but increase your spending. Don't increase your lifestyle. And once that debt is paid off, pay yourself automatically. Start off with doing 10% a month or, or whatnot, but just make sure that you are paying yourself, uh, paying yourself first. And, you know, you mentioned dad taxes. And something here is tax rates are, are, you know, if you can save money on your taxes, that's less going out. That's more you get to save yourself. That's a, that's a way around it. I think a lot of people are paying unnecessary taxes. And so um, we put a book out. It's called Diffuse, The Seven Steps of Saving Your IRA and 401k from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. And uh, we have copies of that book here. We have a, a stack here right in front of us. Uh, and so we can ship these out to you. All you have to do is just uh, text the word toolkit to 800-691-3372. That's toolkit to 800-691-3372. And what we'll do is we'll ship this book out to you uh, with all these seven tips on how you can work to lower your taxes. And hopefully that's, that's an easy way. If you can lower your taxes, you can save more and be in a better financial situation. Otherwise, the alternative is to pay a lot in taxes, more than you have, than, than necessary, and it goes into the government coffers than, than yours. And I don't know, I, I would much rather, I, I would bank on the fact that I can probably spend my money better than the government can. I would hope so. And so I think I would rather <laughs> do it that way. So again, all you have to do is text the word toolkit to 800-691-3372. And again, folks, you can always go to onthemoneyshow.com to find out more about uh, all of our podcasts, download uh, all of them. You can go to your smartphone again and you can find, uh, go to whatever uh, you know, podcast app that you use. You can go to onthemoneyshow.com. You can just search for On the Money of Jerry and Nick Royer and get access to all of our podcasts right there so you can listen to them 24-7. But again, I want to thank you for joining us here today. Uh, don't forget, you can share these podcasts with your family and friends too. And till next time, I want to thank you for your time this time. Until next time. So long, everyone. You've been listening to the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.